the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Several years ago, a friend of the family began complaining about, well, I think a lot of the symptoms that tend to be associated with reaching uh, midlife or, you know, uh, approaching the other side of 50. That included such things as feeling tired and sluggish all the time. What's the old saying? My my get up and go, got up and went. Uh, A feeling as if uh, there was sluggishness in, in memory, things of this sort. Well, upon visiting with a doctor and running the typical battery of tests, Everything was discussed from you're not gaining adequate, you know, getting an adequate amount of sleep every night to you need to change your diet to try this pill, so on and so forth. It took the doctors well over a year to finally come full circle to what was really at the cause of the fact that this person couldn't lose weight no matter how hard they tried, um, was dealing with headaches constantly, mental sluggishness. And again, that just overwhelming feeling of, of, of lethargia. Well, it turned out it was thyroid disease. Sadly, a good percentage of people are misdiagnosed. And even once diagnosed with thyroid disease, they don't always receive the kind of treatment that they need. Well, we've invited tonight Dr. John Dong to join us. He is the founder of the East Bay Thyroid Institute to give us some insights as to what exactly thyroid disease is, how it affects the body, and most importantly, what's available out there for the cure. Dr. Dong, is always great to have you on the program. Hi, Craig. Yes. We talk about the issue of thyroid disease, and maybe for the benefit of some listeners, let's start with a couple of definitions. First, when we talk about thyroid disease or thyroid disorders, what exactly are they? Um, thyroid disorder is like um, conventionally the way that we measure like um, thyroid is uh, using the blood test called TSH, which is a thyroid stimulating hormone. The way that um, people are being treated is that when um, when the thyroid is high, then you get Synthroid, which is levothyroxine, which is the medications uh, f- uh, for taking care of the problem. But the problem is that can it be elsewhere that's causing your thyroid symptoms? Can it be the hypothalamus? Can it be um, in the pituitary gland, thyroid gland, or the liver, uh, the liver or even the gut? Or could it be a Hashimoto, which is an autoimmunity condition that is attacking your own immune system, is attacking the underlying cause of the thyroid symptoms. So it can be elsewhere because people are struggling just taking a look at the TSH and then um, being uh, uh, medicated just based on their one lab test, TSH, but we have to be careful. We have to look elsewhere to find the underlying reason for the symptoms. And majority of the people that are suffering from the thyroid um, symptoms right now are um, immune system, which is the autoimmunity. And, and the autoimmunity, explain that in terms of what's going on uh, from the epidemiological 
standpoint in the body that that there is an imbalance taking place in the way the body's natural autoimmune system is functioning what's happening um so the thing is that uh, the the immune system is off balance right so we need to find out why is the immune system is off balance um so there there will be testing that we will be able to identify the their autoimmunity um, there's blood test that we can do to identify their um, the uh, autoimmunity, and also that like, we need to find out what is the triggers of the autoimmunity. Like right now, we heard of the word gluten. The gluten is a buzzword. Why is gluten a a big um, issue because of their gut? We understand that 80% of the immune system is in the gut. So the first thing that we need to look uh, very detailedly, duly is looking at the gut system what is going on with the system do we have a leaky gut or is there any food sensitivity that would causing the inflammatory process in the gut when there's you when your gut is in, um, have the inflammatory process is inflamed the body will tend to attack itself that's the triggers of the autoimmunity. So there may be aspects going on within the American diet today, and we know based on the level of obesity in the country today, the amount of processed foods that we're eating and so forth, uh, America overall isn't healthy. And the problem now, as you're suggesting in the case of thyroid disease, where the autoimmune system suddenly now essentially it turns and attacks itself. It, it really is is the body attacking itself thinking that it's fighting some sort of an outside enemy when in fact what it's doing is it's going after in this case the thyroid itself is there something going on here doctor then in terms of our diet that is tricking the body into thinking uh oh here's an outside enemy that I need to come in and attack yes <clears throat> the, the triggers is um, a lot of times the, the triggers you start um, it would start with the guts once the body is recognized um, and start attacking the gut aligning. So what it does is that it has the potential to attack elsewhere. And in, in the thyroid case, it would attack the thyroid. So um, it would attack the thyroid. So that, that's why the, um, when you're doing the blood test with the Hashimoto, the Hashimoto is a name for the autoimmunity is attacking the thyroid. So that is what's happening is that it triggers. There's a triggers of autoimmunity. And in most, in most um, cases, it starts with the gut, so that's it's something that we have to look out and we have to check in very, we have to do um, extensive testing to find out what is going on, what is the cause of the issue. The typical approach within the profession, once a diagnosis of thyroid disease has been made, um, is to look at a number of attempts by doctors to bring balance back to the system, including hormone therapy. But we, we yeah. hear from a lot of patients that say, I've been on hormone therapy for weeks or months or years. Nothing seems to be happening. I, 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 this feeling of lethargy that I have still continues to linger. Well, what is lacking in the singular approach that some physicians take to simply look at well, you need to have some hormone replacement therapy here. That's going to fix the problem. Why doesn't that always work? Yeah, because it's, it's, it's dealing with the symptom. It's dealing with one issue, which is the TSH. But the thyroid, the system uh, is more complicated than that. It is not the TSH alone. We need to find out the underlying cause of the issue. Like I said earlier, it can be in the liver. It can be in the gut. 
It can be in their hypothalamus, in pituitary gland. And also, more importantly, we need to identify their underlying cause, which is uh, autoimmunity. And if you just take the replacing hormone, the whole system is not being fixed. And as a matter of fact, is that if you just take the, the, the um, synthroid or medications for, for the thyroid, if it were a underlying cause of autoimmunity, you are there to promote more diseases because the underlying cause of the problem is never is, is never taking place. It never solves. So people are suffering. Why why am I um, why why my blood test is normal, my TSH is normal, and I keep having these thyroid symptoms, and then I'm getting worse. My cholesterol level is gaining higher. Now I'm pre-diabetic or become diabetic. My hypertension, I need to take more hypertension. Anxiety, I need to take um, antidepressant medications. Then the list goes on. People are suffering because the real underlying causes of the issue has never been addressed. It's not just the um, replacing hormones. Some people have results like, oh, when they start taking they're replacing hormones. And on the first uh, couple months, it works, and then all of a sudden, it's not working anymore. I feel the same um, uh, compared to uh, if I'm not taking the, um, the replacing hormones. All right, let's pause on that point. We'll come back to more of our conversation. Today on this edition of Lifeline, Dr. John Dong is with us, founder of the East Bay Thyroid Institute. A brief timeout, an update on traffic, then back with more as this edition of Lifeline continues. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. And welcome back to our conversation. If you've just joined us on this edition of Lifeline, our conversation is with Dr. John Dong. He's founder of the East Bay Thyroid Institute. We talked about the issue once before when you were with us on the program uh, last time, Dr. Dong, and that is on, on the topic of looking at not just a singular contributor, to what's going on with the thyroid that that's triggering this body's autoimmune response but that it could happen at multiple levels in other words uh this may be diet in nature that could relate to uh, maybe food allergies or sensitivities of one sort or another uh, the other thing that i think you would mention last time was that oftentimes just lifestyle in terms of uh stress can also be a contributing factor here too can't it Yes, stress is one of the contributing factors because when you uh, when your body is stressed, um, their the system gets shut down, the immune system gets weaker. So the um, stress is one of the contributing factors, and also the uh, stress is part of the adrenal gland, right? Um, adrenal make cortisone. Cortisone is the stress um, hormone. So what happens is that stress is the contributing factor. Also, the blood sugars. Like the, um, why is the blood sugars? Because number one stressor in the body is the blood sugars. When your blood sugars is altered, um, if, if it's too high or is going down too low, it is one of the stress in your system. And um, there's other organs like the the colon, the stomach, the, and the rest of the body because our body, our system is all interconnected. One is relating to the other. So when we un- we need to un- uh, unwind and to solve the thyroid issue, we have to take a look at the whole system and unwind the whole system one knot at a time. So we're really making ourselves that we're, we're we're doing a disservice when we allow 
an attempt by some within the healthcare profession to singularly try and approach this treatment of uh, thyroid disease with, for example, hormone therapy, when what that really is doing is addressing a symptom, not the cause. It's like saying, I've got severe back pain. If I just take more Motrin, that'll fix it, and therefore suggesting maybe what, that we have a, um, uh, a, a, a Motrin deficiency <laughs> in our body. Well, yeah. we know it's just simply masking other underlying factors. And so as you're suggesting then, what you would do in your practice then is to unwind like we sort of uh, peel back the layers of an onion to get down to the root cause and find out, and is it true with a lot of your patients that you see there might be a multiplicity of contributing factors? In other words, some of it might be stress-related. Some of it might end up being dietary in nature that all ultimately kind of conspires upon one to create the problems with the thyroid? Yes, we have to address those, the, the, the diet, the exercise, the detoxification, because we have a... Um, so the, what I did is I call it like the five pillar of health. So we need to address all the the aspect of health, exercise, the diet, nutrition, um, detoxification, all those in order, and hormones, all those five pillars of health in order to have our body being balanced. So we cannot neglect. Right now, our doctors always said that there's only two solutions to any health issue is exercise and diet. But there's more to it. What happened to the hormones? So we have to check uh, for uh, the hormones, not only the, um, the T3, which is the uh, um, T3 and T4, and also the hormones, the estrogen, the estradiol, and then the t- t- uh, testosterone, and uh, the rest of the hormones. We need to address all those and um, check it. The best way is to, to not guess on your health is to do the appropriate tests to identify the, the underlying reason, the underlying cause of um, your health issue. You are offering to folks that are suffering with this. Maybe they've already been diagnosed and they have tried the hormone replacement therapy. That hasn't worked. The symptoms continue. The sense of lethargy and and all that seems to be buffeting them continues to run unabated. Uh, You're offering right now a free consultation. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, the, the, the free consultation, the first thing as a doctor, the first thing that you have to do is to listen to the patient's symptoms. So the first thing that I would do is that I would, um, you would fill out like a eight-pages um, information so I would know more about you and your health and your symptoms. I always focus on the symptoms because the symptoms are real. So I can focus on, on that and then uh, help you to identify the problem. So the first is that I want to give you, a, uh, like, uh, thyroid sufferers a chance um, to meet with me one-on-one so I can help them to identify their uh, the underlying reason for the thyroid conditions. So I would spend some time um, going over their needs during the consultations. And then the consultation is really designed to get to give you information as to what the symptoms look like, how long that they've been suffering, to what degree and what extent they've perhaps received previous treatment that heretofore largely has been unsuccessful, and then ultimately put together a plan of a, a plan of action, so to speak, that then yeah. will allow a person to finally begin addressing not just the symptoms but the underlying root cause. 
Yes, and I will give them based on what I um, collect from the consultations. I will give them a plan of action. What are the next steps that we need to do together? What type of tests that we um, we need to order? I would be just like, tell them patients straight up. I cannot be responsible for your health. I can um, be responsible with you. You have to do all the work. Um, to get yourself better. I can coach you, I can mentor you, I can support you through the, the, the process. The ultimate, the healing is inside your, your body. It's there already. We need to allow it to be your body to heal. If at the end of the day you are frustrated in dealing with the symptoms and you have been maybe in previous, you have gone to other doctors and you keep getting either no answers or answers that don't get to the root cause and you're just frustrated, uh, why don't you end that trail of frustration? I want to encourage you to get more information. Uh, Dr. Dong, as we mentioned, is offering a free consultation to the first 25 callers. Now, this is a $287, almost $300 value, and it's yours free for the asking. He has two Bay Area locations, and you can call him right now. Simply call 800-524-2348. That's 800-524-2348. You also have a pretty exhaustive tutorial on your website, Dr. Dong, that will help people walk through the list of symptoms to begin to identify whether or not perhaps they are dealing with an issue of thyroid disease that they're not aware of. And then pretty exhaustive look at many of the options that are available to patients to address the underlying causes. And folks can get that information on your website at eastbaythyroiddoctor.com. That's eastbaythyroiddoctor.com. Or again, they can call for that consultation. Your offices are in uh, Dublin. And remind me where else? And uh, in Dublin and in Fremont. In Fremont, that's right. How could I forget that? Dublin and in Fremont. And again, uh, right now, this consultation is absolutely yours, free for the asking. Doctors don't even do house calls anymore, let alone offer free consultations. But the success rate that Dr. Dong has had with his patients is so remarkable that he really feels compelled to help offer this free consultation for patients that have been suffering with thyroid disease for years or you've just run out of answers. Doctors have run out of answers and you just know you're sick and tired of being sick and tired and you want somebody that can give you a whole new perspective as to what might be going on in your system and most importantly the natural path in order to address the underlying causes that ultimately you can get back on the road to good health. 800-524-2348. That's 800-524-2348. And doctor, that free consultation is available whether listeners are closer to your Dublin office or your Fremont office. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. They can always um, call that number um, and then also visit our website to get more information. Yeah, your Um, website, I'll mention for listeners again, I've spent quite some time on your website. Your website is one of the most thoroughly detailed websites on the topic of thyroid, thyroid disease, the causes, the symptoms, all of that that's anywhere out there. So uh, check that out. EastBayThyroidDoctor.com. That's EastBayThyroidDoctor.com. And again, with a sense of urgency but no obligation, 800 524 2348. Again, that's 800 524 2348. 
We'd like to thank Dr. John Dong for being with us on this segment of Lifeline. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. What has Frank Peretti been up to? He, the New York Times best-selling author of such favorites as This Present Darkness, Piercing the Darkness, The Oath, The Visitation. Well, Frank has been busy, and now he's back with a brand new novel entitled Illusion, already on the New York Times best-selling list. And Frank Peretti, is always great to have you on the program. Well, man, I am really glad to be with you. Thanks a lot. And delighted to have you back with yet another great, exciting novel. This one, kind of an interesting one, and I think one that, in reading through this, even though I think perhaps, Frank, a lot of us would consider your work as sort of a, a novels targeted toward adults, the aspect of magic that you bring into this new novel, I think, has got something for everybody. Oh, it's a, it's a really cool story, Um I keep imagining it like a movie. I, I can really see it as a family kind of movie, too. It's just got some great visuals and with all the magic tricks and the effects and uh, the characters are delightful, too. And give us kind of an overview. And, of course, we never want to give away the plot. But as I understand it, um, you, you follow the life of a husband and wife team who suddenly in a tragic car accident, the wife dies or so we think. Or so we think, and Dane, this Dane and Mandy, they've been a magic act for 40 years, but they're separated. Of course, there's a terrible car wreck, and Mandy is supposedly killed. Dane retires, moves up to Idaho, gets a ranch, and he just kind of grieves his loss, wondering what in the world he's going to do, and he misses her so much. In the meantime, Mandy, who, well, we thought she was dead, but, damn, it's one of those uh, weird, mysterious science fiction kind of things that we don't know what in the world's happened. That's part of the mystery. She ends up as the 19-year-old girl she was back in 1970. And here she is in 2010. And uh, she thinks she's crazy. Everybody else does, too. She ends up in a mental ward for a while because here's this girl in 2010 thinking that she's from 1970. And, uh, well, she gets away from the mental ward and She's a magician by trade. She does magic tricks. She did from junior high and high school and was in talent shows and things. So she goes out on the sidewalk and starts doing magic tricks uh, for people, just trying to get a few tips to survive because she can't get a job or anything. Well, while she's out there on the sidewalk, she runs into this 60-year-old man who happens to be a pretty good magician himself. He begins to mentor her and tell her how to perform and how to uh, increase her skills and so forth. And so begins this relationship. But, of course, what you have here is Mandy, who thinks she's crazy because she thinks she's from 1970. And then you have Dane, who has just lost his wife and is grieving for his wife. And now he's looking at a girl who's the spitting image of the girl he met and fell in love with 40 years ago. And so now you have the mystery and the romance all beginning to wind up. And uh, so here we go. You know, what's fascinating about this, this journey, Frank, that you take us on inside the pages of illusion that really, in many respects, sort of transcends time and space, something that ironically, I think all of us have have dreamed of doing either for the pure fascination of it or maybe with the thought in mind of being able to go back and change our path or right some wrongs or or somehow be able to have a, an ultimate uh, better outcome uh, of the future. That's really interesting. Uh, 
that was part of what goes into this when I was writing the thing is going back over my life and, and the places that I've been and how much things have changed over the years. Um, for instance, Mandy is suddenly in a world of cell phones and computers and uh, wireless networks. Uh, none of that stuff existed in 1970. And uh, it's just amazing how fast things can change. And what would we have done differently? <laughs> when you start playing around with time, all kinds of questions come up. Oh, undoubtedly so. And then, of course, on top of that, you, you mix in this element of magic. Now, talk to me about that, because I've, I've got to imagine, just based on your, your previous bestsellers down through the years, which folks are all familiar with, going back to this present darkness and so forth, you obviously have a broad and very fertile mind, most of that concentrated in the supernatural and looking at, you know, what goes on in, in the other realm that, that we're all present in, um, and yet into this novel you fold in the fascination of magic. Was this something that attracted you, Frank, even as a kid? Yeah, I've always, uh, I've never been a magician myself, but of course I always like a good magic act. And you can't beat a good magic act for uh, visual stuff. It can be very interesting to watch. And uh, I was dealing with um, time warps and interdimensional travel and all kinds of really interesting things that, oh man, it works perfectly when you have a magician who suddenly, in Mandy's case, and seriously able to perform illusions that nobody can explain. And it all ties into the uh, mysterious scientific thing that's going on in the background and who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. It's a it's a gradually building mystery. And so it's all organic to the story and highly visual and fun at the same time. And toward that degree, I mean, you don't approach this in the novel casually. I mean, you, you actually brought in a professional magician, I understand, to serve as kind of a consultant. So that as you're working at bring, bringing the visual to life through words, you, you were really looking for a great degree of realism here, weren't you? Oh, my. That's what made it so much fun, uh, doing all the research for this. Tony Brandt, he's a magician down in Orlando, Florida. He plays, uh, performs all the time at uh, a place called Wonderworks in Orlando, Florida. Wonderful Christian brother, and he is absolutely hilarious. Now, he's really funny. And he does some amazing illusions just uh, as a matter of riotous performance. You know? And, uh, oh, he spent a whole lot of time with me and gave me a whole list of books to read. And uh, I bought magic tricks and I read books and I subscribed to Magic Magazine for two years. And uh, it's really a fascinating field. And I really respect these men and women who get into this field who are really good at what they do because it is hard. I tried to a couple magic tricks myself and made a fool myself. <laughs> <laughs> it, it takes a lot of practice to do what they do. And yet what's interesting about all of this is that even though we're watching magic and it takes us to a whole different realm that clearly uh, tricks our eyes, tricks our mind, that, that sense of what really isn't, but they're trying to convince us that it is, uh, there are some parallels to that in the spiritual realm, aren't there? Well, there's, yeah, the whole point of uh, illusion, like the... Mandy and Dane spent their lives creating illusions and uh, entertaining people with the idea that, oh, they're seeing something that isn't really the way they think it is. 
uh, at the same time, they're kind of trapped in a weird situation where they're actually part of an illusion themselves. And that speaks symbolically of our struggles here in the spiritual realm where we are trying to discern truth from error and often we are in a situation in our lives where we think, well, what does the scripture say? There is a way that seems right, but the end thereof is death. Um, deception can set in and we can think we're doing okay, but things aren't the way we think they are. And of course, ironically, then in that regard, I guess the, the, the great master illusionist would be Satan himself. Uh, who, you know, from the very beginning there in the Garden of Eden, question hath God said, is it all that it really appears to be? Uh, and, and immediately to get our minds kind of thinking down a different track that uh, we mix the, the differences between what is reality and what is fantasy, or maybe uh, more appropriately so in the spiritual dynamic, uh, what is good and what is evil. Well, exactly, and that's part of the, one of the themes of the illusion is Mandy is the one who's lost in this huge illusion where she doesn't know who she is or when or where she is doesn't and uh, it's part of the struggle for her to weave through all of this and uh, Dane as a type of Christ becomes her guiding light and if she just kind of keeps aiming for him and follows his counsel she gets through all this web of deception and so it's an interesting symbolism that runs through the book she's uh, like I said in the book she's like a salmon swimming up river she is going to get there and nothing's going to stop her and often that's exactly the way we are in our walk and our struggles and so forth we just have that goal of heaven in mind and with God to guide us and Jesus as our Lord and our wisdom, we we weave through it, you know, and we withstand all the deception and we finally get there. Ooh, that's and, cool. That's a great thought. And, of course, one of the exciting things here, too, as much as we, we began talking about that sense that this is a journey inside the pages of illusion that, that sort of transcends time and space and, and something that we've all dreamed of doing when we can go in and manipulate things to change the outcome, where in real life, while we can't do that, uh, we we can change the outcome insofar as the end results. I think about man's separation from God based on our sin. And while there's no way to go back and undo the ways in which we have offended a holy and righteous God, there is a way that we can nevertheless escape, escape the penalty that we are due through the substitutionary work of Christ on the cross. And that is so precious. And you know, it's the grace of the Lord that follows us, the fact that we are the righteousness of God in Christ, that we are, you know, I, I like to think of King David, you know, who stumbled in so many ways. It wasn't it wasn't just with Bathsheba, he, he, he was a man of clay like any of the rest of us, and yet he had a heart for God, and God recognized that, and always honored David as a man after his own heart. And uh, that's the kind of guy I want to be. I, I, I stumble in many ways, but I walk in the grace of God. I walk in the righteousness that's, uh, that, that's mine in Christ. And, oh, man, when I get to the end of my life, I want the Lord to be able to say, Frank did a good job. He, <laughs> he messed up here and there, but you know what? He's a man after my own heart. 
Our conversation today with New York Times bestselling author Frank Peretti, the latest book entitled Illusion, now available at bookstores throughout the Bay Area as well as on Amazon.com. We'll take a brief time out and come back to more of our conversation with Frank Peretti as this edition of Lifeline continues. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. And welcome back to Lifeline. Craig Roberts along with our very special guest today. We are delighted as always to have New York Times bestselling author Frank Peretti join us on the program. This time around we're talking about Frank's latest book just newly released. You'll find it at bookstores throughout the Bay Area. You can also order it of course online. Recently made its way right up to the New York Times bestseller list as we would have anticipated from Frank. The new book entitled Illusion. Interesting in this novel as we were mentioning before the break Frank because you, you, you draw in a great deal of magic into the book and so there's that sense of escapism and yet some of the some of the strong realities that we have to deal with in life and and in that regard uh, very much like your previous best-selling novels where you've warned us of some of the the realities that we face particularly as believers whether we're dealing with the reality of the danger of of, of the spread of new ageism in our society today or just the reality of the the spiritual warfare the spiritual minefield that we find ourselves in Oh, yeah. Uh, every book I've written, it you can almost trace where I've been in my walk with the Lord and the things that have concerned me that I felt I should write about. Uh, just check the books like the Darkness books, This Present Darkness and Piercing the Darkness. Those were directly about spiritual warfare, addressing the encroachment of neo-paganism culture and how demonic and you know demonic spirits and their influence can be a reality when i wrote the visitation i was writing about our our questions our doubts our struggles with our faith that happen sometimes and how we kind of want to have a jesus of our own making who gives us what we want instead of making us take our vitamins and finish our dinner <laughs> so to speak um yeah, I, I wrote, I, in this book, Illusion, I just wanted to write about the beauty of marriage and how God gave us marriage and, and a beautiful wife as such a wonderful symbolism of Jesus and his church. Um, it's a beautiful pattern. You mentioned earlier about a number of your films, Frank, that have made it to the big screen. I think of The Visitation, which was adapted for film back in 2006, others as well. Uh, kind of a, a passion of yours, as I recall, I think I read somewhere that you had studied film and screenwriting at UCLA. This new book, it sounds like it's got tremendous potential to make it to the big screen and, and with a great degree of excitement, given um, all of the wonderful uh, magic that uh, takes place throughout the page of illusion well this book would make an absolutely tremendous movie because it has all the right ingredients it has adventure it has a deep and wonderful very meaningful romance in it it'd be a great movie it's a good movie for the family too uh Good, feel good story. This is, you know, obviously a great reward for many authors to see their um, books eventually make it to the big screen. Even though there's sometimes frustration in the in the way in which things kind of lose something in the translation. For you, was this a passion from the very beginning? In other words, even when you sat down and wrote some of your early big bestsellers, like this present darkness and and piercing the darkness, to go back a better part of twenty years, was there an idea even behind uh, those? books at the time that you'd hoped that they would make it to the big screen? And that, that dream kind of stayed with me even into my adult years. And so that was the way I was going. 
But of course, that is such a very, very difficult and complicated business. God, in his divine plan, decided that uh, I should just be a novelist. And so that's what I'm doing today. Uh, well, it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, along the way, you, you get the pleasure once in a while of seeing one of your works to, in fact, to make it to the big screen. Now, when you are not busy uh, writing or adapting your books for the big screen, uh, did you still fiddle around with the banjo? I understand at one time he used to play uh, a pretty mean banjo in a bluegrass group. I sure did. I played in a group called Northern Cross, and we were a band for nine and a half years. And Yeah, I played the banjo, and, uh, well, I don't know, I listened to our CD, and I guess I was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> now, does, now does, does Barbara still let you uh, break the banjo out once in a while and do that? Can you play it around the house okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was just, I had it up this morning, as a matter of fact. I was trying to get back into shape again. I have another little gig coming up where I have to play, and so, man, I got to get it out of mothballs and get my fingers going again. So, that was a lot of fun getting that out. That's fun. That, that's good. You know, it gives you a nice, uh, nice break, too, from, uh, from the writing and, and something that you obviously have a joy and passion for. Uh, you are um, kind of a native to the Pacific Northwest, as I recall, and you're still living up in Idaho, aren't you? Yeah, I'm up in the Idaho Panhandle. Um, if you have any idea, you can see Cord Lane or Kellogg on the map. I'm up in that neck of the woods. Nice part of the country, and, uh, you know, you're not too far away from the action if you want it, and yet uh, a great way to get away in God's country and and uh, be amongst the, uh, the tall ones, as they say. Oh, yeah, well, it's real pretty right now. We're finally getting into springtime, and, uh, boy, I can look out my window here and see snow-capped mountains, and then there's forest and there's a river down below the house that's running real high now because the snow's melting. So. That's, a, that's a great inspiration, isn't it, for a writer to have that kind of a, an environment in which to, to uh, be able to sit down and kind of uh, commune with God and nature and then uh, let the creative juices flow, isn't it? Well, there's such a wonderful feeling of serenity here and just to walk out and hear the birds singing and right now the, the blossoms are bursting out and ooh man they're pretty so it's a continual show out there the Lord's always doing something what's um what's anything in the works coming up now that you've got this one to press and already uh, made it to the New York Times bestseller list uh, do authors uh, think that far ahead uh, what do you look for when you say okay time to sit down and start putting another one down on paper well what I do what I'm doing right now is I'm just doing a lot of listening and thinking and praying and sorting things out I'm exploring the church and its history and where it is now and where it's going and I have some questions I'd like to grapple with and try to figure out and I, I, I try to discern the mind of God in terms of what he wants me to write about. So it's not just it's not just necessarily spontaneous whatever hits the top of your mind. I mean, in the end there is a theme here in the sense that you want your readers to walk away both having been entertained and hopefully to get them to ask a lot of the right questions in 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 the realm toward where the Lord would want us to be thinking. Yeah, that's right. I, I view myself as uh, I guess I'm a builder and an equipper. I try to feed and equip and build the body of Christ and just keep them thinking, keep them growing. And I do that through stories, just the way Jesus did. 
Yeah, good example, and and, and obviously a wonderful way to illustrate because it, it takes us into a realm that we can all either escape to or relate to, and at the very least put us into that place where we start thinking and praying. Um, and, and hopefully really being earnest about uh, seeking after God. In the end, Frank, for those that are going to go run out and pick up a copy of your new book, Illusion, what do you hope that they take away from this particular book? Well, I think it's best said that there's a guy that wrote to me on Facebook, and he read the book, and he was married to his wife for 31 years. Well, he still is, <laughs> but... He said, you know, I really enjoyed your book. And he, he named his wife, and she, her name is Tammy. And he said, you know, your book helped me to really appreciate my wife all the more. And I thought to myself, well, now there's somebody who really got the point of this book. So is there a, is there a big part of you and Barbara in this book? I mean, is there a lot of inspiration taken from your own relationship inside the pages of Illusion? Most certainly. I mean, we don't have the same story as Dave and Mandy do, but the emotions, the love, the uh, devotion is still there. And there are a few little snapshots of Barb in there that I borrowed from our real life, and I gave those to Mandy. So, yeah, I, I drew upon our relationship and my own feelings uh, and my own reflections of my love for her when I wrote this book. Does she get a chance to see that? In other words, before you say, okay, honey, I'm, I'm sending the manuscript off, does she get a chance to set eyes to that so she can kind of pass to, pass the official approval? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's the first one who gets a chance to read it. Actually, I read it to her as we're lying in bed there before we turn the lights off. If I've got a new chapter, I'll, I'll read it to her. And, uh-huh. <laughs> is there a sense, Frank, uh, that as you do so, if Barbara gives thumbs up, you know that you're heading in the right direction? Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's times when she'll say, uh, she'll say if she doesn't get something or something went by her, then that helps me to fix it, too, and make sure that it works. And especially, you know, especially when one of my characters is a woman. Um, it's very helpful for me, a guy, to have a woman reading and hearing this to help me uh, stand and track as to how a woman deals with problems in life and how she thinks and what's important to her. Absolutely. And, and then what uh, a great way to not only celebrate your own relationship, but then, as you say, when somebody is uh, emailing you or writing you to say, gee, Frank, the new book really helped me in my marriage relationship. Uh, what a delightful outcome. I know that in the end, it's got to be the heart's desire of every novelist like yourself, not only to entertain people, but to challenge them. And if somebody can grow and learn from a, a book like Illusion, even more so than it worth all the effort. Exactly. Yeah, I, I need to know that I'm making a difference out there. So it means a lot when people write or they come up to me and, and tell me what how the books have touched their lives. That's what makes the whole business worthwhile. That's what keeps me doing it. And clearly for all the millions that have gone out and picked up copies of your books down through the years, uh, Frank, you're making a difference and you're bringing a great deal of joy to all of us. And uh, no doubt readers of the new book will feel the same. Already on the New York Times bestseller list, The book, Illusion, its author, our guest on this edition of Lifeline, Frank Peretti. Frank, as always, a delight to have you on the show. Thanks for dropping by to visit. My privilege and an honor, too. Thank you very much. 
Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Lifeline. Thanks so much for being with us. And if there was anything you heard on today's show that you'd like to hear again or share with a friend, grab a copy of the Lifeline podcast. Simply log on to kfax.com. That's kfax.com for the Lifeline podcast. Our producer is Wanda Sanchez. I'm Craig Roberts. Till next time around, remember, just don't keep the faith. Get out there and share it and make it a great evening. So long. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.